Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 568 for January 11 through 17, 2021. What's new? This week is packed with astrological intensity, including one of the year's most important aspects, Jupiter square Uranus. We also have Jupiter sextile Chiron, a Capricorn new moon with an intense Pluto conjunction, Uranus turning direct, and Mars square Saturn. As if that wasn't enough, we also have eight bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video version includes detailed chart graphics, which you can also see in my written forecasts at astroshaman.com. This Week in Astrology is honored to be one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you haven't already, be sure to click the link in the show notes for two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. What's old as so we come into this week, we have a waning moon, Uranus is retrograde through January 14, and that endless grand cross with Vesta, Neptune, and the lunar nodes is still going through March 18th. Let's get into the week. Monday, January 11, we start with a bonus aspect, Mercury conjunct Jupiter, both planets at five Aquarius. And we've also got Mercury sextile Chiron. Mercury is still at five Aquarius, Chiron at five Aries. These are not the only Mercury aspects this week. We get a lot of uh, learning and communication stimulus this week. Mercury and Jupiter is a natural pairing. Jupiter says publication, professor, philosopher, wisdom giver. Mercury says, I want to learn and communicate. They're an Aquarius, the sign of brilliant cutting edge information and getting your intuitive hits and passing them along. So that's a blatant stimulator of learning and communicating and getting the word out. Mercury sextile Chiron. So that suggests Chiron, okay, let's make it a genuinely helpful information that moves someone forward in a meaningful way. In a subtle way, this supports healing as well. In medical astrology, Mercury rules the arms and the hands. Chiron is the wounded healer. So this could be a healing catalyst in a subtle way. Also today here on Monday, January 11, we have one of our significant aspects, Jupiter sextile Chiron. Would you enjoy amplified opportunities for healing and mentoring? How about easier shadow work? They're all on the table with Jupiter sextile Chiron, Jupiter five Aquarius, Chiron five Aries. This is a soft aspect, but do not be surprised if it still stirs up some unpleasant emotions. If you repress these disturbing feelings, it only guarantees that they'll reemerge later. Instead, Delegate your healing to your higher self with my free healing invocation. It's linked in the show notes. Give the powerful healer within you a chance to permanently clear those old wounds. This sextile can also help you take your abilities as a healer and mentor to the next level. Jupiter rules foreign lands, so stay open to techniques from other countries and cultures. This single pass sextile, it only happens once, came into orb on December 6th of 2020 and will stay in effect through February 21st. Tuesday, January 12, another bonus aspect, Mercury again, this time he's square Uranus. Mercury is at seven Aquarius, Uranus is at seven Taurus. Now we have the natural pairing, Mercury, human mind, Uranus, divine mind. This just says lots of intuitive hits coming down. Mercury's placement in Aquarius says the same exact thing. So it's a time to be open to new innovative thinking outside the box. 
and just don't be afraid to be original. Also here on Tuesday, January 12th, Venus squares Chiron, Venus five Capricorn, Chiron five Aries. So this suggests probably some relationship challenge might be happening. Venus's relationships, Chiron again is that wounded healer archetype. The square is challenge for growth. So if you do have some kind of challenge come up in any important relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, business, whatever, uh, see if it can be healed, see if it's a signal to let the relationship go. If you need a good healing modality, I always recommend nonviolent communication. The book by Marshall Rosenberg is excellent. And it's a decades tested tool for getting the conflict resolved between two people who are having trouble working it out. What about other ways to use this? Venus is the artist. Chiron is mentoring. So creative mentoring, whether you're giving or receiving is one way to work with this. Chiron also has this sense of fine tuning and crafting. So putting the finishing touches on some creative work might be nice. Venus can be money. Chiron, again, can be advice around money. Uh, Chiron can be wounding too. So if you're having financial challenge, look seriously at how can you work to remediate that and get your finances back in better order. Next, we have on Wednesday, January 13, the Capricorn new moon. January's new moon lines up. Now, again, this is at 0011. That is midnight plus 11 seconds Eastern Standard Time. And it's happening in Capricorn at 23 degrees, 13 minutes. This extraordinary timing continues the potent new beginnings theme we saw with the December 21st Jupiter-Saturn Great Conjunction. Now, any Capricorn new moon is great for new beginnings or fresh energy in the areas of maturity, discipline, and accomplishment. It can help you be more mature and responsible. It can support you in using your time well and in planning and implementing your work with optimized productivity. Aspects. This new moon's standout aspect is a tight conjunction between the luminaries and Pluto. Pluto offers wealth and power. Wealth can be money, of course, but it can also represent anything that makes your life more wonderful. Get clear on what your wealth is, then call it in from the universe so Pluto can give it to you. Pluto's power comes in two flavors. Power over is selfishly focused on getting what it wants. It doesn't care about collateral damage. It isn't concerned about who might be harmed because of its actions. Like a spoiled child, it just wants what it wants. Now, a certain recent political event does come to mind. Power with or shared power operates at a much higher vibration. At this level, a person has already tapped into the divine stream of power within themselves. They're overflowing with power and don't need to steal it from others. Quite the opposite, they're overflowing with power and want to share it. If possible, they show others how to access their own internal power. This lets the circle of sharing grow ever wider, a rising tide that lifts all boats. Pluto also rules death and rebirth. If there's something significant you want to release or an important change you want to make, this is a great time to do it. Being Lord of the Underworld, Pluto can also catalyze shadow work. Rumi suggests that rather than seeking love, we remove the obstacles to it. In the same way, effective shadow work removes the layers of darkness which obscure the magnificence of your own divine essence. This explains why shadow work is one of the fastest routes to spiritual awakening. And as I mentioned, I have a link to my healing invocation, a really awesome shadow work tool in the show notes. Other aspects. 
Pluto's conjunction to the sun and moon is more important than all the other new moon aspects put together, but the other aspects are also worthy of our consideration. Saturn's loose conjunction to the luminaries reinforces the Capricorn themes already mentioned. A sextile from Neptune creates flowing, energetic opportunities for spiritual awakening and inspired creativity. A tight Vesta trine makes it easier to support a worthy cause, especially if it doesn't directly benefit you. And a Juno semi-square could catalyze challenge within a committed partnership, which, if skillfully handled, could help the relationship break through to a whole new level of awesomeness. We also have some bonus aspects here on Wednesday, January 13th. First, Sun Quintal Chiron. The Sun is at 23 Capricorn. Chiron is at 5 Aries. Um, this Chiron is offering mentoring and healing. The Quintal is a magical uh, fairy dust kind of aspect. So I would say healing and mentoring are just magically energized in a very practical way because of this aspect. We also on Wednesday, January 13th, have another significant event, Mars square Saturn. Endless endurance or traffic jam, a Mars Saturn square, Mars is at three Taurus, Saturn is at three Aquarius, could go either way. Mars and Taurus is already set up for the long haul. Optimally, a Saturn aspect would only increase its stick to but this depends on circumstances. Saturn's behavior can depend on how well you've integrated its positive qualities. If you are routinely mature, responsible, and productive, Saturn tends to act like a steady wind in your sails. To the extent that you're not demonstrating these qualities, Saturn tends to show up more like a speed bump or a roadblock. But that is not the whole story. Sometimes Saturn shows up as an immovable object because from your higher self's perspective, you're going in the wrong direction. You might be getting all frustrated when Saturn is only trying to help you. Then again, the opposite could be true. You could be precisely on course, but facing an important test of your commitment. How can you tell the difference when logic can justify either story? Well, Saturn's placement in Aquarius, sign of the intuitive flash, gives us the magic key. Intuition comes from your higher self. It created you and always knows your best course of action. When logic fails, intuition can always show you the way. When an intuition pops in, you know it in your bones, in your gut. Even if you doubt it afterwards, that absolute certainty at the moment of inception lets you know that your intuition spoke. You have free will. You can accept or reject any guidance your intuition gives you. But I invite you to think back on previous times when your intuition gave you suggested actions. Did things go better when you followed them or when you didn't? I've asked hundreds of clients this question, and they all said that things went better when they followed their inner guidance. I'm betting that's true for you as well. That's why following your intuition is my suggested course of action under this Mars-Saturn square, as well as every other moment in your life. We have more going on on Wednesday, January 13th. We have Venus trine Uranus. Venus is at seven Capricorn. Uranus is at seven Taurus. We've also got Venus quintile Neptune, Venus seven Capricorn, and Neptune 19 Pisces. Both these aspects give harmonious stimulation of Venus. Venus trine Uranus 
would tend to give you intuitive hits that could give you good insight into your relationships, into your creativity, and into your finances. This is also an invitation to be more adventurous and experimental in those areas. Venus quintile Neptune is magical connection with your divine Neptune and Venus representing your relationship with the divine. It could make you more perceptive of the divine energy all around you and other people and in the world around you. And Venus quintile Neptune is especially good for creativity. Venus is the artist, Neptune is divine inspiration, a quintile is the aspect of creative inspiration. There's quite a few of these, for example, in the chart of Mozart. So, wow, what a fantastic aspect here on the 13th of January for artistic creativity. And again, most of these aspects I'm telling you about are about a week either side. Venus being in Capricorn is also awesome because that means you can get the work done, not to have the great idea, but manifest it. Let's go on to Thursday, January 14th. Uranus stations direct at 3.56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's at 6 degrees, 43 minutes Taurus. The Lord of Weird turned retrograde five months ago on August 15th, around 11 degrees Taurus. Back when Uranus turned retrograde, I invited you to reflect on his three life-affirming themes. Are you embracing your authentic self, no matter how weird it is, and flying your freak flag to the world as appropriate? Two, are you following your intuitive hits? I've already talked about those. They're like text messages from your higher self and are the most accurate guidance available? And third, are you serving others using your special gifts and talents that you most love to use? So have you gained any insights in these areas? If so, it's time to weave them into your life. Planets are most powerful when they change directions. Are there sensitive points in your chart between four and 10 degrees in the fixed signs? Those would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. If so, watch for Uranus to destabilize whatever they represent that does not serve your highest good and to offer an awesome paradigm shift to everything that does. I'll briefly mention here on Thursday, January 14th, we have a Sun-Pluto conjunction at 25 Capricorn. However, that was a centerpiece of the Capricorn new moon I just talked about. So I don't want to just reiterate what I said there. So Sun conjunct Pluto, profound death and rebirth, transformation, evolution, all that stuff I already talked about. Now let's get on to Friday, January 15th for our headline event of the week, Jupiter square Uranus. This is happening at 5.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jupiter is at 7 Aquarius. Uranus is at 7 Taurus. As a special treat, I'm going to include the section of my 2021 astrology forecast where I speak about this. In this excerpt, I'll also discuss the three closely related Jupiter-Uranus quintiles we'll have in 2021, and I will reinterpret that Jupiter-Uranus square to account for the fact that Saturn is conjunct Jupiter and square Uranus the entire time. So here's that excerpt from my 2021 astrology lecture. By the way, if you'd like to watch the whole thing, I've included a link in the show notes. Then we've got Jupiter. And Jupiter, as I said earlier, is working three ways here. We're going to have Jupiter square Uranus early in the year. Then we're going to have Jupiter quintile Uranus for a while. And then Jupiter is going to be an Aquarius part of the time. And these all interpret with the same keywords. So I'm going to kind of hit all three in this section. The specific Jupiter-Uranus square 
um, is exact on January 17 of 2021, but it has a three-month orb. It comes into effect on uh, December 6 of 2020, and then it's out of orb starting on March 6 of 2021. Then we also have uh, quintiles. So those turquoise aspects you see there are those. So again, three of these in 2021. Uh, the quintile is a 72 degree aspect, one fifth of the circle. It's associated with magic, inspiration, divine connection, fairy dust, all really just powerful, positive, inspirational things. There's a bunch of quintiles in the chart of Mozart, for example. So the Jupiter quintile Uranus is going to be precise on May 5th, July 3rd, and December 24th. And it will be in orb continuously uh, March 30th through August 8th. I'm now gonna talk about these, this astrology alphabet of Jupiter hanging out with the 11th character of the alphabet. It's in Aquarius or square Uranus or quintile Uranus. So shadow qualities. Now, before I go into these, let me mention that we're not going to see much shadow quality in the quintiles. Quintiles, just they're just positive. It's very hard to make something challenging out of a quintile. But Jupiter square Uranus can be challenging, and Jupiter being an Aquarius can certainly be challenging. So here are downside possibilities. And when I mention them, these are just so you can be on the lookout for them in the larger world. And if you see them within yourself, um, note that and then turn instead to the upside ways of expressing the same two archetypes together is a great way to play that. So shadow of Jupiter with Uranus and or Aquarius, manic and impulsive excesses going too far, the intolerance of any level of structure or commitment, unrealistic urges for freedom outweighing everything else, unwillingness to cooperate, flippant arrogance, unbridled eccentricity, unreliable and impractical beingness, ongoing wanderlust and impatience, irresponsible or ineffective rebellion, shallow or incomplete rebirth, false breakthroughs, flash in the pan delusions, attraction to get rich quick schemes, pie in the sky over optimism, fool's gold, religious or new age ideals promising liberation without effort or pain, the potential for hubris and overweening pride, getting into a Christ complex, cravings for glory, delusions of genius, philosophical conflicts, philosophical or intellectual elitism, and self-righteous genius. All these, of course, courtesy of Ren Butler, as I mentioned earlier. What about the upsides of Jupiter interacting with Uranus and or Aquarius? Dramatic breakthroughs and quantum leaps, rebirth and awakening, the surprising resolution of problems, unexpected openings and opportunities, expanded horizons, changes of fortune or philosophy, incurable and infectious optimism. Uh, a quote that Wren brings out in his book here is from Alexander Pope, the famous author who has Jupiter trying Uranus natally. The quote is, hope springs eternal in the human breast. We also have as possibilities heightened aliveness, access to new layers of realms of experience, transcendence of petty problems and attachments, urges to share your light, the light at the end of the tunnel, the eureka moment, feelings of universal redemption, collective epiphanies and awakenings, breakthroughs that benefit everyone, everything around you coming vibrantly alive, higher emancipation, freedom for all, the idea that the truth shall make you free, maximum liberation, moments of genius or brilliance, divine inspiration, creative frenzy to become as God, and that's a good thing, 
flashes of greatness, ascendancy of the liberal humanitarian and progressive impulses and surges of cultural flowering. So there's so much high side with Jupiter hanging out in Uranus and interacting in Aquarius. So if that vibes for you, please spend some time working all that, those beautiful energies. I mentioned Jupiter square Uranus for a period of time. It just so happens though, that Jupiter's not acting alone. The entire time that Jupiter is square Uranus in the early part of 2021, Saturn's in there too, the entire time, uh, December 6th of 2020 through March 6th of 2021. So what we're gonna get into now is interpretations of all three planets interacting together. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn conjoining, squaring Uranus. So challenging potentials, self-righteous extremism, hard manic energies, premature rebellion or attempts at change, chronic lack of focus, a preference for new age gimmicks over real inner work, consequences of unchecked experimentation, impulsive excesses followed by negative feedback, ongoing pattern of hubris and punishment, philosophical rigidity or inertia, which precludes deeper breakthroughs, sobering up after initial breakthrough, delaying or mitigating rebirth, the positive upsides of Jupiter and Saturn in combination with Uranus are responsible freedom, incremental liberation and expansion, disciplined experimentation, a talent for solving difficult problems, awareness of both rights and responsibilities, restraining over optimism, progress within established structures, holding tension internally until a resolution presents itself, the sudden lifting of pressure, laying the groundwork for future quantum leaps, tremendous freedom earned over time, a balanced philosophical approach to spirituality, suffering leading to liberation, effort leading to ecstasy, chronic symptoms unexpectedly leading to divine consciousness. I know some people that's happened to. Breakthroughs in consciousness, which redeem all possible life circumstances and emotionally speaking, lead turned into gold. So those are some beautiful ways you can work with Jupiter and Saturn scoring Uranus in the early part of 2021. My dear friend BJ Harden is offering a very special opportunity and I'm excited to share it with you. Her deep dive course starts soon on February 1st and could help you transcend confusion and suffering, see the grand illusion for what it is and make consistent contact with a loving presence within. BJ has been my close friend for many years. We've co-created many transformational spaces and experiences together, including her recent highly praised guest presentation for my Awakening Plus membership. I can vouch 100% for her rock-solid integrity and for the extraordinary divine consciousness she embodies. BJ's personality and style of working are much more understated and gentle than mine, but she holds space impeccably and works big magic with her subtle ways. I invite you to check out her offering, which is based on the work of Byron Katie. If you feel called to work with her, she could be carrying just the medicine you need. Click the link in the show notes for more on this life transforming opportunity. It starts soon and space is limited. So you'd be wise to check it out now if you're interested. Everyone is welcome to participate in many Awakening Plus Zoom calls for free. These events support your individual healing and awakening, as well as global spiritual awakening. Some events are for Awakening Plus members only, but we would love to have you join our supportive online community. Dip your toe in the water with our 30 days for $1 risk-free trial membership. 
Here are our upcoming events, all at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on various days. There's a members-only event this Tuesday, January 12th, the Shamanic Awakening Ceremony. This intense and very popular experience combines the healing power of shamanism with my complete invocation cycle for embodied awakening. We begin by invoking safe, sacred space, supported by many powerful divine beings of love and light. Then we do a series of invocations to help each person move into embodied awakening. In this state, you'll experience the integration of your light body and physical body. This creates union with your higher self, a profoundly peaceful state, free of thought and troubling emotions. I've been a professional shamanic healer since 2012. During the healing section, the centerpiece of this event, I ratchet up the energy to high intensity. I usually use voice, rattles, and drum to help clear your heavy energies. You can heal old wounds and traumas during this part of the shamanic awakening ceremony. This experience can be challenging, but our divine allies will make sure that you do not get overwhelmed. After the healing section, exquisite celestial energy pours in from above. Then I may use angelic chimes or other high vibration instruments. These will help you move into your deepest possible awakened state. The expected duration is about two hours. Then we have a free public event every Thursday, and it's called New Earth Support Team. Again, that's at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. In this popular weekly event, we first create our sacred container and invoke embodied awakening. Then we team up flowing energy to support the more awakened New Earth currently blossoming. Our intention's always the same, but the divine keeps it fresh by providing endless variations on this amazing experience. Thankfully, one thing does remain consistent personal spiritual upgrades, and profound bliss we always receive. The guided meditation lasts about an hour, followed by optional feedback, Q&A, and conversation. And looking ahead to next week, we have a free public event called Karmic Eddies, Personal Vibrational Healing. This is with Elizabeth E. Meacham, PhD. That'll be Tuesday, January 19th, again, 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Here's how Elizabeth describes her event. She says... My spirit guides gifted me the concept of karmic eddies. This is a powerful metaphor for actively working with light to shift and heal life patterns in your vibrational reality. My guides taught me that karmic eddies are focal points of body-mind energy. They're places of important learning, action, and growth. In its natural state, your life force is a freely flowing river, but sometimes it swirls into holding patterns or eddies. This happens when you attend to hurts and complexities or when you embark on sacred missions and opportunities for spiritual evolution. Even after you complete the purpose of a karmic eddy, you might return to it again and again. You can do this through memories, reflections, and resentments. You can dwell on old fears or repeat patterns and stories that form your identity, but you don't have to get stuck in those eddies. You can consciously attend to and update your life patterns. You can heal and restore your spiritual energy. In this hour together, you'll upgrade your personal vibrational reality with the karmic eddy mandala drawing exercise. This is vibrational healing practice from my new book, Earth Spirit Dreaming, Shamanic Ecotherapy Practices. That's from Fintorn Press, published last year. Again, this is her talking, still not me. 
And then she says, we'll conclude with a healing shamanic journey through physical movement. Elizabeth E. Meacham, PhD, is an internationally recognized environmental philosopher, spiritual ecologist, author, teacher, healer, and musician, a resident of Cleveland, Ohio. She founded the Lake Erie Institute for Holistic Environmental Education and the Center for Shamanic Ecotherapy. Her workshops and training programs offer initiatory experiences that reflect her long-term engagement as a student of the earth and cosmos. You can learn more about her work at shamanicecotherapy.com. And finally, looking ahead a little further, very briefly, there's a members-only event called Individual Healings That Also Bless the Senders. That's Tuesday, the 26th of January, again, 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Awakening Plus features at least 10 live streaming events each month. Many live events are open to everyone for free, but members receive these exclusive benefits. Of those 10 live Zoom calls, about half are members only. There's an archive of over 290 life-transforming events, along with a best-of guide. There's enlightening course content, including the complete 16-part Invocation Masterclass, two community connection calls per month. You can get an accountability partner and we have our private forum. To learn more or start your 30 days for $1 risk-free trial membership, check out awakeningplus.com. Thanks for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn about all this and more at astroshaman.com. So for the show notes, go to astroshaman.com slash 568. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. And my number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We are wrapping up. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others who also love astrology and spirituality can find it. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.